0: No kidding, Bobby the Awesome here, it is my Sunday morning, I just got back from my coffee run, feeling pretty good, I am going to be locked to my computer all day, which is exciting in my world, because I have some pretty big pretty big homework assignments to do, I, I had, a, had a nice visit last night, so when I say tea time, most of us would think about golf, right? Well, tea time to me means golf, but also it means quality time with my friend Tara. And she came over, and it's the first time I've seen her since I ran away on my road trip. So it's probably been close to six months. And uh, she came over, and we had some dinner and visited and just, oh my goodness, got to catch up and chat. And I tell you this, why Well, because it's good to have our friends and our people, and even though we haven't seen each other in months, we always pick up right where we left off. It's great, and I love her. She's just got spunk and perspective like no one I've ever known. She's about, I don't know, close to 10 years my junior, more than 10 years my junior, 30, yeah, she's over 10 years my junior, and... She's just one of those people that's uh, smarter than me in a lot of ways. And I just appreciate her for all the value that she brings to my life. That's obviously not why she's in my life, but she really does. She just makes me see the world different. She has always supported me in everything, even in my wildest, wildest times She's probably seen my most wildest sides of me, unfortunately. And she still loves me. So if you got friends like that, hang on to them. Okay. Our calendar from mom today says for January 17th, our greatest freedom is our freedom to choose our attitude. And when I was out for my coffee run this morning, this was relevant for like a split couple seconds. But I was going to pull into the gas station and it looked like I couldn't get in the entrance because someone was trying to get out. Well, it happened to be a big truck and I have a sweet spot for truck drivers, you know, and, and the struggles they go through, especially when we have snow on the ground and it's, you know, it's just hard to navigate. So I, I laid way back once I figured out it was him and I patiently just waited for him to get out. And I'm like, okay. Now, I didn't get impatient. I'm not in a big rush today. I mean, I have a healthy to-do list, but my attitude about it was good. But then once he cleared the intersection, there was a pedestrian. Now, mind you, it's 6 o'clock in the morning. People should not be out out and about. (laughs) Well, I I guess people should be or could be, but it just didn't make sense to me. So I let him pass. And again, I wasn't one of those creeper, you know how cars like creep on pedestrians, and make them feel bad. Or I know whenever I'm a pedestrian and somebody lets me go, I tend to rush. And it's it's really funny because I'm like, why am I rushing? They They let me go. Why do I feel like I'm infringing on them just for being nice? At any rate, I mentally checked in with myself and I was like, oh, what if I was having a crabby day? Or what if my mood was a little different? I could see myself, and this is having my attitude versus gratitude, I could see myself getting pissy like, what are these people doing in my way? And, you know, I might have blown by the first exit went to the other to not avoid these things. And it's just one of those small things that just really doesn't matter. And I'm glad that I'm positioning myself in a way that those kinds of things don't frustrate me anymore, at least most of the time. Now it's not a perfect science because there are days that I'm I'm charged and can get frustrated by silly little things like that, which sounds so ridiculous as I say it. Wait a minute. Bobby, you had to wait 30 seconds of your life and you'll get an attitude and let it ruin your day, your hour, your moment. That's, that's one of the shifts going from impatient insanity to like chill peace and that's that's the freedom to choose my attitude I get to choose that I had to train myself for something like that but I get I get that freedom to choose my attitude about things like that and other things so very grateful for that this morning just my little two cents on that oh and speaking of two cents so when Karen and I walk she's like A gold attractor kind of person. I don't even know. She can find, and it's literally almost every day, she'll find change on the ground. She's found a lot of money before, too, which we gave away to the closest pedestrian that was there, assuming that it was him that lost it. But like a pile of money. Another day, we found a $20 bill, but she has eagle eyes for money. And I don't. <laughs> and I found two pennies this morning outside of uh, outside of the store. so I was like, "Oh, somebody gave me their two cents today. But also, if I see when I see Karen, if I see her today or tomorrow, I'll be like, "Hey, I found two pennies. It's like a it's like a national holiday when I find money on the ground. <laughs> and it's like old hat when she does. At any rate, how about we do today's reading? Jeanette n says, "Some days I feel like I'm a tightrope walker." We all perform a balancing act, trying to keep perspective on what's important and what is not. Sometimes we fall. (laughs) Crazy drivers cut into our lane. The supermarket line takes forever. The baby's crying. At those times, a minor insult at work or a crossword from a friend is just too much and we lose our cool and our balance. Keep in mind, guys, I don't read these anymore before I read them to you, which is part of why I stumble on my grammar. Do you find it as compelling or amazing or bizarre or ironic or whatever the word is as I do that there's like it always seems to correlate with what I talk about before I even start reading? I don't do that intentionally. I don't have the energy to be that creative and savvy and specific. Okay, anyway, I digressed, totally. During our years of active addiction, we were impulsive, living in an all-or-nothing, black-and-white world, completely out of balance. Minor slights became minor issues. We We were subject to any whim, our distorted thoughts cooked up. We've had lots of practice being out of balance, so we have to work harder to regain it. But now we have the tools to change it. Our program gives us a new focus, reminds us of what's important in our lives. We're reminded, too, to our powerlessness over people, places, and things. These ideas are new to us at first. We thought we had to control everything and everyone around us, and so we failed. But now we're learning to keep our balance and recover it when we've lost it. With practice, we'll get better every day. Now we're learning to let go and let God today help me remember what's important help me keep my balance so freedom of having our good attitude and freedom to work on on the things that make us balance or contribute to us feeling more balanced that's what recovery can give us and I love that they called out that it takes practice it's definitely not an overnight change of thinking And it also has to do with, as as I was telling you the story, I told you that I had this thought about this could have ruined my day or my moment. I I literally had to be very self-aware in that moment. And that's why I take so much stock in the priority of self-awareness. Because I couldn't fix it if I wasn't aware that it was broken. And I couldn't acknowledge it. on on the good days, which is part of the practice to help me for future days. So in that moment, I was pretty calm. And it was like, okay, I let the truck pass. I let the pedestrian pass. Took notice of it, which meant really being present to what was going on and paying attention. And then I went on and, you know, it it kept going. My day kept going and everything is fine. And here I am sharing about you. But now if I was in crazy mode, I don't think it would have went that way, and I wouldn't have even knowledge- acknowledged that I was feeling some kind of way about it. And now on the days that I do, or the cir- circumstances that I do feel some some angst or misery or frustration or off balance, as the way the reading words it, I notice that too, most of the time And what happens is I end up cycling into this, well, that pissed me off. Well, it pisses me off that I'm pissed off. Like, I I could do better than this. I should be doing better than this. And then I put pressure on myself. And then there's this whole other circle at times. Luckily, I get past things pretty quick. I don't think of myself as a generally angry person. Like, some people just come across very volatile and... I probably was a little bit more bitchy, sarcastic, snippy when I was thinking about my next bet versus being chill and just kind of going with the things, going with the flow and recovery, doing the best I can, giving myself grace when I need to, trying to motivate myself on the other days that I need to. Balance does take work, guys, and I hope that you can see it looking back on your own experiences the kind of differences in your your days or your moments are you still are you still overreacting are you still on the other side of the balance beam the the blow up the tense the frustrated the short fused are you on that side or are you walking the balance beam on the other end with like fluffy slippers and Just chill and accepting and letting things roll in and out of your life, your timeline as you go along. The reading says, when we were in active addiction, we were impulsive, living all or nothing, black and white, completely out of balance. Minor slights became major issues. And that's just it. These little things snowball. So there's different pieces that we get to learn along the way. And this is a reason why I think we need to stay in recovery or engaged in recovery, even when we've been abstinent, even when we've put together a significant amount of time. There was a conversation that Brett and I had when we first got out. It wasn't too long in. I I was I was still in the old apartment. So it was it was a while back and we were talking about going to ga meetings 30 years from now and he was like i'm not going to meetings 30 years from now and i and i'm in my head thinking well well i actually said it out loud to him too in whatever words i used at the time but we got to <laughs> like we have to there's a reason that the people that have been actively going to meetings once or twice or three times or whatever their schedule looks like whatever investment they make, there's a big correlation between investing in your recovery and the amount of clean time you have. I mean, it's really kind of simple. And by, by staying present in it, by going to the meetings, by practicing your recovery, by meditating, by doing the things... It's keeping you connected to balancing your emotions in the situations like this. Because as I talked about the spiral that goes on in my head at times, there's that other spiral that if you're not going to a meeting where you can get reminded of how you feel or where you came from or have a chance to vent and explore your feelings, if you're not staying in touch with that, it's very easy for this stuff to get off your radar. And all of a sudden, you're teetering and you're back on the wrong side of the balance beam. You have to work on staying on the, on the good side. And the work is worth it because of how your body will feel and how much less you'd be triggered to go back out. It's, it's really a journey and an effort. And when I tell you that things take work, it's not because I want to discourage you. It's because I want to be real with you. And the cool thing is, you know what the work can look like? For me, some of the work has looked like I get to go to meals or share meals or do things with people I've met in recovery. I I get to have conversations that are thought-provoking and healing. I get to go roller skating and be present and enjoy. Like the last time I went roller skating was outside and it was beautiful and just enjoying the people on the trail, the friend I was with, all those things, just being really mindfully present. I went to, oh my goodness, I love this lady. So there's a lady that I used to work with both times at my my old company. So I I didn't just meet her my last round there. We were never connected. We were in different, different worlds. She was in the HR space and I was in front line. So you don't really mix from a socializing kind of, perspective with that. But this time when I went back, it's different. I was in a management position, you know, higher management position, and she was leading weekly meditations and I used to go and I tried to lead a couple a couple times <laughs> at any rate. So personally, we're so connected even though I don't work at the company. And she's chosen she she started last week where she did a meditation on a, a Saturday morning from her house and whoever in her circle that wanted to show up could show up. She just invites them. And there was a couple people from my old company. And then there were some of her friends from her, her spear, but there was probably about 10 of us women on there. And it was a zoom call and we talked and we meditated together. And I actually led the chat aside from the leader and was, I was the first one to speak. And I was like, well, you know, like I'm broken into this because it felt a lot like a recovery meeting, even though it wasn't like a formal, it wasn't recovery dharma, it wasn't 12-step, it wasn't any of those things, but it was an outlet. And I talk all the time about people who aren't necessarily addicted that might be listening to the show. Like they might not be struggling with gambling or alcohol or or whatever, but they still have life struggles, right? And they still need coping mechanisms. And what I thought was really beautiful, and I, I love being engaged with this woman because she creates this safe space to process things, you know, talk about what's stressing you out, and a solution using the meditation and coping through chat. And there was a reason I was telling you this, but I've gone on so long, I don't really remember my point. That's my honest one. Oh, well, it doesn't have to be, I guess this is where I was going, it doesn't have to be a 12-step program or a formal something, but you need to feed your soul, I would have never been engaged in this group. I never would have went to meditation had I not been in recovery. I would have still been my judgy-ass self being like, freaks, what do you mean yoga and meditation? Like, that's woo-woo stuff. And I'm so grateful that I was able to open my mind. So there are options. And this, this meeting and this meditation yesterday morning was like a fantastic way to start my day. So... It doesn't have to be work in a negative context. Was I doing my recovery work by showing up? Absolutely. But I was really doing my be a good human work or take care of myself work, my self devoted work. And it was pleasurable. So when I say work, yeah, you got to do it, but don't think that it's all difficult and has to be miserable. Because going back to what we started with, our greatest freedom is our freedom to choose our attitude. Crazy, right? All right, beautiful people. I am going to get my attitude and my mentality into the work of work. Because Sunday the only day that like, I have no meetings. Well, until tonight. But it's a good thinking day. So I'm going to go do some thinking. I hope that you guys have a nice, beautiful, yeah, beautiful, chill day on the correct side of the balance beam. All right, love you beautiful people. Talk soon.